I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for May 10th. He's big, he's green, and he's angry. No, we're not talking about the day the Jolly Green Giant inevitably snaps. We're talking about the Gamma Gladiator himself, the Incredible Hulk, whose very first issue came out on this day in 1962. In the early 60s, it was pretty clear that The Thing, the gruff, rocky muscle of the Fantastic Four, was the most popular character of the team. Unlike the carbon copy, pretty boy, perfect superheroes of the day, The Thing was flawed, and that's what made him appealing. In the words of Stan Lee, it's a safe bet that you remember Quasimodo, but how easily can you name any of the heroic, handsomer, more glamorous characters in The Hunchback of Notre Dame? And he has a point, because I can't. So Stan Lee decided to create another hero who was less than perfect, and he drew inspiration from a couple of classic monsters. Frankenstein's monster, who was really just misunderstood and wanted to be left alone, and the pair of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and thus was born the Incredible Hulk, who, by the way, was originally gray, not green. But it turned out gray didn't print particularly well and turned out kind of greenish, so they just lean into it from the second issue on. The first issue gives us the origin story of the Hulk, where scientist Bruce Banner, so named because Stan Lee found alliterative names easier to remember, which actually explains a lot. Well, he's, he's technically Robert Bruce Banner, because Stan once accidentally referred to him as Bob instead of Bruce, so the Robert moniker came in as a Marvel no-prize kind of retcon, Anyway, Bob Bruce Banner shoves teenager Rick Jones out of the way of a gamma bomb and absorbs the blast himself, with the resulting gamma ray radiation giving him a second personality with incredible strength and some serious anger issues. And while that first issue gave us the Dr. Banner and Mr. Hulk combo that we know and love, there were many, many other versions and iterations of the Hulk to follow. We'll dig into that incredible legacy right after this. Okay, first, let's just talk comics. So we all know the big green angry Hulk, who's referred to as the Savage Hulk. Then there's also the Grey Hulk, not the original Grey of the first issue, but a later intelligent Grey Hulk, also known as Joe Fixit. Then there's the Gravage Hulk, the Guilt Hulk, the Dark Hulk, Professor Hulk, Devil Hulk, and Doc Green, just to name a few. And that's not even getting into the alternate reality versions like Maestro. And of course, there's the Hulk-adjacent Hulks, like She-Hulk, Red Hulk, and of course, Red She-Hulk. And it wasn't even always Bruce Banner as the Hulk. For a time, the Hulk's human vessel was a 19-year-old Korean-American kid named Amadeus Cho. Anyway, the point is, there's a lot of Gamma love to go around, largely thanks to Lou Ferrigno. You see, the original Hulk series only ran for six issues before being cancelled, Then Hulk bounced around a bit over the years, from being an Avenger, to popping up in Fantastic Four and Spider-Man Tales, to getting a run in Tales to Astonish. But then in 1977, we were introduced to the live-action television movie version of The Incredible Hulk, with Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk, and Bill Bixby as David Bruce Banner, because we really needed to make the name even more confusing. And, of course, the first appearance of the now-classic catchphrase, 
don't make me angry, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Suddenly, the Hulk was a household name, and has had his own comic series on and off pretty much ever since. Of course, Hulk's television and theatrical journey was a bit of a roller coaster before his recent MCU success, but that's a story for another time. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for May 10th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.